Have you ever thought about why the world is like it is? I want you to think about that, especially some of you folks who are younger. Is there something amiss in our world? Is there something broken in our world? Uh, something not quite right? And as you think about that, ask yourself with this question. Is everything right with you? Is everything in your own family right? Or is there, is the brokenness that infects the world, does, does it seem to also have impacted you? And so I ask you why things are like they are. I want us to ponder that together. And there are two possibilities that really we're going to talk about this morning. And one is the possibility of the non-biblical worldview. There is a non-biblical worldview, and you this is the view that you may have, uh, that the, this is the way you may think. And so that answer would be that this is just the way things are. This is not a perfect world. It has never been a perfect world. The non-biblical worldview says the reason people are mean and evil is that we're essentially animals. Uh, we are, however, in a state of evolution, and so we are not as evil as we once were. We will continue to evolve until we essentially we move toward a perfection of sorts. We will outgrow our lust and our hatreds and our wars and our broken ways. That's the non-biblical worldview. The world, in other words, the world is exactly as it is supposed to be at its stage of evolution. Humanity is exactly as it is supposed to be and will be this way, but we will continue to evolve until eventually we put all of these things behind us. People will, however, always die unless science itself can somehow correct that as we evolve. Until then, death is just a part of the circle of life. We are born and we will inevitably die. That's just the way nature intended things to be. Well, is that the way you see it? Do you see the world as getting better and better? Well, maybe that's the way you see it, but those of, her, those of us who are a little older would beg to differ with this view Instead of getting better, we see the world getting worse. Evil is not evolving toward perfection. In fact, evil is becoming more aggressive. Our weapons of war are becoming more sophisticated and more deadly. Our hatred still prevail. In fact, they too may be worse than they ever were. Are we this way because we are animals and we need to, be, we need to evolve? Has this is this always the way it has been? Well, that's the subject that Paul tackles in the fifth chapter of the book of Romans. He, and he gives us the biblical worldview. Let's talk about it for just a minute. He begins by answering the question of why the world is like it is. Why all this evil? Why all this hatred? Why all this brokenness? What is wrong with our world? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with me? Do people die because nature intends them to die? Has it always been this way? Has it ever been better than this? Well, Paul presents the biblical worldview with one sentence from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12. That's all we're going to look at this morning. Chapter 5 of Romans, verse 12, when he says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin... So death spread to all men because all sin. Now what we just read 
whether you know it or not, is one of the most important verses in the Bible. And what Paul has been doing in this fifth chapter of Romans is telling people what God did for them through the death of his son. He demonstrated his love. He saved them from wrath. He reconciled them to himself. Now we can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We can rejoice in the hope of heaven. Not only so, we can rejoice in our sufferings. More than that, we can rejoice in God himself. Why? Why did God do these things? He did these things because God himself was on a mission to mend what was broken, to mend what was broken in our world. Not only to mend what is broken in our world, but to mend what's broken in you and to mend what's broken in me. The non-biblical worldview says this, this stuff is just a fact of life. We're, we're animals after all, yet not yet fully evolved. But Paul says something entirely different. Paul says it is because of sin. And so we're going to break this verse down, Romans chapter 5, verse 12, into its component parts. First, we're going to see that sin came into the world. That's an important word. That word came. It entered into the world. It wasn't always here. It came. How did it come? Why did it come? What did it do? Well, these are questions we've been asking for some time about the COVID virus. Uh, as you know, it came. It appeared on the scene rather suddenly in 2019. It was a new virus. Where did it come from? People wanted answers to that. Who's responsible for it? Is it a natural virus? Was it created in a lab? It hasn't always been here. So we need to know uh, how it came, and, and, and we, we continue to, to, to experience the impact of its coming. A virus invaded our world, but from where? Collectively, the whole world feels that it's an enemy that needs to be defeated. I'm sure you'd agree. There's hardly a person on our planet that hasn't been impacted by it in the last three years. But Paul's not speaking of a virus. He's speaking of the coming of sin. He said, sin came. Further in these verses, you will see not only did that sin came, but when sin came, sin reigned, it ruled. So when Paul says sin came, he's clearly saying, very simply, that there was a time when sin was not here, then sin came. There was a time when there was no brokenness, no war, there was no resentment, there was no anger, there was no adultery, there was no heartache, then sin came. And that changed everything. Now the second thing we need to talk about is how did sin come? Now I realize these are really simple questions, but they need answers. We go back to the outbreak of COVID when that virus came on the scene. Scientists sincerely wanted to know how it started. How did it come? Was it naturally occurring? Did it jump from animals to humans? Was it created in a lab? They ask all these questions, but the, the major question they asked when this virus came was, who was patient zero? Patient zero, the first guy or gal that got it, who was that? Where was that person? Well, Paul identifies patient zero in regard to sin. It came into the world and it came with the force of a conquering invader. It came intending to rule and reign. So how did it come? He tells us it came into the world. It wasn't a part of the natural order. It wasn't something God created or, or something God intended. It wasn't necessary. So number three, through whom did it come? He says that clearly. He said sin came into the world through one man. 
That word one is important, not only in this verse, but in the string of verses that follow this verse, because Paul uses that same little word over and over, one, 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 one man. Did he somehow bring it? No. He didn't come into the world with it. He was created sinless. God didn't create Adam a sinner. Sin was not in the world when he created Adam. There was no sin in this world. That's very important. So there was a dividing line in the history of our world when there was no sin, and then sin entered. So what difference does it make? You're asking me, what? We, we know all this. Well, maybe, maybe not. And what difference does it make? Well, that's the point that we're trying to come to. And that's what Paul, that's the whole point of what Paul is writing in this book of, of, of Romans. So, from that moment, something was very different. Humanity, as created by God, was very different. Before that moment, there was no tendency on anyone's part to sin. Adam didn't have that tendency. Eve didn't have that tendency. They were created with no such tendency. Then a door was open, and that door, once open, could not be shut. Sin came, centered Sin entered with all its consequences, and it was catastrophic. Well, just how catastrophic was it? Let's think about that. In 2011, September the 11th, I'm sorry, September the 11th, 2001, two planes full of passengers slammed into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. Some of you experienced that by watching it on television. Some of you know that from history. We're, we're separated by that divide from the people that know when it happened, and some in here weren't even born when that happened. It's, it's distant history to some of you, but it happened. Two planes, large planes, slammed into those even larger buildings. And so as we watched it happen, we saw it happen, and it appeared on our TV screens. We saw the fires. We knew there would be casualties, without a doubt. People are going to die from that. But the policemen and firemen came, and what, what did we expect? We expected them to do what they always did. They're going to go. They're going to put the fires out. It'll take a while. They'll stop this. They will, they will stop this tragedy, and, and it'll, it'll all be solved, and it, it would be done. But something happened that day shortly after those planes crashed into the, those buildings that no one expected. Those towers came crashing down, crashing down. If you saw it, it's, it's a picture that will never leave your mind. The fires burned for months. It was catastrophic. Now, let's answer number four, question number four. What happened when one sinned? When Adam sinned, something exponentially catastrophic happened in our world. First, it was spiritual in nature. If you think of those buildings, the Twin Towers, think of the spiritual infrastructure that framed the soul of man. When Adam sinned, that collapsed in absolute ruin. It is not collapsing. It collapsed. Just exactly how, we don't know. Just exactly what it was like before, we don't know. All we know of what the soul of man was like before Adam sinned is the ruins. Imagine uh, somebody going to New York City during the time there was a smoking ruin, smoking rubble in the middle. As many people did, they went and looked, and they, they looked at that hole in the ground and said, oh, this is the Twin Towers. This is the, no, it wasn't. It's the rubble of where the Twin Towers were. And now what we see of the soul of man is only the rubble. It's the rubble of what existed before Adam's sin. 
In a way, the fire that was started at that moment continues to burn and the damage continues to spread. But that was the spiritual infrastructure of man. The soul of man collapsed. A complete collapse. But second, something happened to the physical infrastructure of our world. In fact, Paul later will say in Romans chapter 8 that the whole creation, all of creation, the distant galaxies, things we don't even know about, the world and everything in it lies in bondage under corruption because of Adam's sin. Something happened to the physical universe. It was catastrophic. How catastrophic was it? Well, how do you measure catastrophe? Well, you look at 9-11. We go back to 9-11. How did we measure that catastrophe? By the buildings that fell? No. We measured the catastrophe by the number of people that died. How many people died? 2,977 people died. In an instant, really. They were dying. The buildings were falling. And then you look at COVID. How do we measure the catastrophe of COVID? By how many people have died? How many people have died since the inception of COVID? 6.4 million people, according to records. Not my records, other records, but that's the way they keep them. That's what they say. 6.4 million people. How many people died when Adam sinned? Everybody. Everybody. Think of it. Everybody. Everybody that would ever be born from that point forward, everybody, all of humanity died in that single moment when Adam sinned. That's how catastrophic it was, and they're still dying. You will die, and I will die. The Bible says here, sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men. Now, if COVID has taught us anything about viruses, it's taught us you can't control a virus. You might slow the spread. You might mitigate it by uh, developing a vaccine but you can't stop the spread. There was a patient zero. Somewhere that thing started. Somebody is the first person to have the virus. And it spread all over the world. Adam was patient zero in regard to sin. And what Adam allowed into his life was something he could not control. And learn a lesson by that about sin of any kind that you or I allow into our lives. We can't control it. We cannot measure the impact of it or the catastrophe that will ensue from the moment and will continue until the Lord returns. So sin came into the world. It invaded. Then death came. Death was not in the world before sin. It was not intended. It's the consequence of sin. It's just one of the many heartaches. Death spread. It was unstoppable. It has little to do with illness and disease. Death does. But it has everything to do with with sin. And now if you think you understand this verse and you think you have your mind wrapped around it, I'm going to share with you one of the most important theological truths in all the Bible. What does Paul mean when he says that death spread to all men because all sinned? Well, at first glance it seems very simple, but this is the least simple statement in all the Bible. And here's why. Let me ask you a question. You think about it. You answer the question in your own mind. Do people have to sin to die? Do they have to sin to die? Isn't that what he's saying here? Death spread to all men because all sinned. Do babies sin? Infants die at one month, two months, three months old. They die. 
Did they voluntarily, willfully sin? What about infants in the womb that die? Did they sin? I would think not. Well, if you, you think about this, you think about what Paul is saying, let me just show you what he says here in, in the verses that follow. First, look at verse 14. He said, Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam. In other words, they didn't break a commandment. They didn't have any commandments. But they sinned and they died. That's, that, that's, we, we can't really say, but we can say certainly they didn't sin like Adam sinned and they died anyway. And death continued. But look at verse 15. Many died. Remember that little word one? Many died through one man's trespass. You say, well, I thought Adam died, Eve died, Cain died, Abel died. Many died through one man's trespass. One man's trespass, many died. Look at verse 16. For the judgment following one trespass, one brought condemnation. Verse 17. Because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. Verse 18. By the one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Now you may not completely understand what I'm saying here is I'm just saying it was a done deal when Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, you were born to die, and when Adam sinned, you were born to sin. Because it all happened when Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, the spiritual infrastructure of the soul of man collapsed in utter and complete ruin. All you're doing is walking through the rubble, and you have no idea what it was like before. I don't have any idea what it was like before. And the physical universe is in bondage to corruption. How do we describe that? I don't think we can describe it. I don't think we understand it. I don't think we, like, as we can't wrap our mind around the universe as it is now, we can't wrap our mind around the universe as it was then. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. But if you know yourself, you know that something is also broken in you. You feel it, you sense it, and if you know there is a God, you know that something is broken between you and God. The gate, this rift that Adam opened caused that sin came into the world and death as a result of sin now here's the big question the last question how can this catastrophe be reversed and that's what Paul is on a mission to tell us if this if there's a catastrophe in our world because of sin and if something is so broken in me that Adam couldn't stop what happened Nobody else has been able to stop it. Nobody's been able to fix it. How's it going to get fixed? Well, Paul wanted to tell these Romans about the one who could close this gate. He wanted to tell them about the one who could change all this. Sin came into the world. Death came into the world. But to reverse all of this, Christ came into the world. That's his message. That's what he's saying. Paul talks about this great reversal in the verses 15 through 21 he talks about it he tells about what God did he loved us while we were sinners 
demonstrated his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He died to end sin. He died to end death. He died to end the power and penalty of sin. He died to save you from the wrath of God. He died to demonstrate the love of God. Adam opened a door he couldn't shut. Only Jesus Christ can shut it and open the door to eternal life. That was Paul's message for the first century. But that is also Paul's message for the 21st century. A message our world that is so desperately broken needs to hear. That's a message that you need to hear. Because the things that are broken in our world, I can't point my finger and say, he's broken. I have to point my finger at my own heart and say, I'm broken. I am the one who's broken. I am the one who needs to be delivered. I need what only Christ can do to happen in my life.